Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Why don't we give the Lord a big old clap in here? Why don't you give the Lord a big old clap? Everybody stand up for a minute. Everybody stand up for a minute. Just lift your hands. You try other things, you might as well try this. You're here on a Sunday morning. Be all in. Lift your hands to God. Say, Lord, I thank you. I may not be what I want to be. I'm not what I used to be. I am a miracle that is in motion. Thank you for working in my life. And thank you my best days are right in front of me. I'm about to see your goodness in my home. In Jesus' name. And if you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Come on, shout like you got energy. Before you sit down, I want you to shake hands with somebody you don't know. Tell them they look better, they look happier. Tell them they look thinner, more muscular. Look at all his hugs, everybody hugging it out. I love it. How many of you are happy to be alive? Come on, we're in. You made it all the way to almost December 2023. How many are happy to be in a place where there's so much love, there's so much hope, and man, just to hear about so many great stories, your stories of overcoming, your stories of breaking through, your stories of creating families that you're proud of, your stories of experiencing God's favor and blessing and healing has been awesome over the last couple of days. And I say that with absolute uh, integrity. You hear that from people and you start hearing, man, that person got out of that. You know, I was looking at Chris, your child, where were you at? I, I lost you from, oh my gosh, your baby, they didn't have a hand. Your daughter that's sitting next to you right there did not have a hand in its sonogram. And the doctors told you that you would have a child without a hand. And then the church started praying to Jesus, name drop. Come on, I'm gonna drip, I'm gonna drip that name. Come on, I, I know him, so I like to drop his name. You know what I'm saying? You do yourself a favor and drop that name. You get access to stuff. And you started praying. And not only did the little girl begin to grow a hand in the womb when there wasn't a hand, but she's got fingers and everything else at work. How many know those are some amazing stories? And then a story of a great husband and his wife was here serving. And I remember coming a couple years ago and she made coffee. And then she was saying, I'm believing in God. You know, my husband's going to turn around and then just watch this gentleman. He's been four months sober. He's got his life back, his sobriety back, and God's goodness. And the family's back together. How awesome is God? Man, so happy to be here. How many grateful for your pastors, Pastor Matt and Charmaine? Funk, stand up, you beautiful people. I know you're just up here. Uh, I want to honor you. I love it you set the pace for people. And you do it because you want more that's for the people than you want from the people. And as the gentleman that's had the privilege to speak over now 25 years around the world, many, many countries of the world, millions of people, it's rare that you find people that are that invested on a daily basis to help people not just navigate their highs, but navigate the challenging moments. And then to be there to celebrate people and want to see your dream come to pass. They usually got a hidden agenda, a religious agenda, a, you know, an identity issue, and to watch people that wanted to come and serve and honor and build your life and build your families. Give it up for our pastors. Come on, give it up for our pastors. Give honor where it's due. Pastor Keon and Bishop, come on, Bianca, you guys. I keep calling them that the whole time because I think they're going to start a church at some point. I think it's going to be in the United States. I do. I think you guys are going to start a work 
in the next couple of years in the United States, and it's going to do great, great things. And it's going to bring fatherhood to a lot of people that have lived with an orphan mentality and a bastard mentality. And they've never had identity because they never had a family to get it from. And you're going to be able to connect what's disconnected and where there's been so much strife and so much strain and struggle and lack, it'll break poverty off mentality and it will change the way people live their life. They'll experience the grace of God through you guys. You've already lived life at a really high level and as parents and lovers, you guys are into each other and your family in a short time. We've had a chance to laugh together and talk a little bit of life. But where you guys are about to go is so exciting. Give it up for our pastors. Come on, friends. Pastor Keon and Bishop Bianca. And the prophetic gift in you, sweetheart, is going to be incredible. You're going to read people's mail, but you're also going to be able to point them to the direction where God has them going in the future. And they're going to be very, very pleased to do it. It's going to be really great. If you have your Bible, go there on the left-hand side. Psalm 102, verse 13. It's on the left-hand side. And I say that because not everybody knows where the Bible is. There's a story about a gentleman by the name of Kevin Hart. Have you heard of Kevin Hart, the actor? The comedian, if you haven't, come on, he's a great story. Kevin came to Hollywood, where I live, not too far. And Kevin came with a lot of ambition and a lot of dream that he was going to be an actor. He was going to be a comedian and entertainer, what he is today. But he found that it was very tough to get a gig, tough to struggle to make it happen. He was working in dive bars just trying to tell a joke for 10 minutes to get on a stage where no one would laugh or people would not laugh at his jokes, but they would laugh at his size. He was struggling to pay the rent, so he'd call his mother. His mother was an educator and say, Mama, I need some money for rent. And she would say, Kevin, go read your Bible. And he'd be like, ah, Mom, I don't got no time to read no Bible. What are you talking about? I'm trying to hustle out here. I got to be on my grind. I got to make my life happen. So this happened month in and month out. And finally, he got to a point where he was in really desperate situation. But when he was home for Christmas, his mother had handed him a Bible and said to him, make sure you put this in you so you can last where God takes you in your life with your gift. So she, he'd call every month, Mom, I need money for rent. I need money for rent. I'm way behind. They're going to evict me. Go read your Bible. And finally, he said, Mama, I read my Bible. Nothing's changed. She goes, well, you definitely had not read your Bible yet. Go back and read your Bible. Stop lying to your mama. Come on. You know, mamas know some stuff. Come on. How many happy that you had a praying mama somewhere along the line? Even if there's a little bit religious, the fact that they was praying. Some of those mamas knew how to get the devil out your house. Come on. My mama knew how to do that. Come on. And so he went, he goes, fine, mama, go read my Bible. And he went and opened the Bible for the first time since Christmas, where he'd been struggling for six months of rent. And as he opened it, there were six months of rent checks his mother had put in there at Christmas. And while he was struggling, worried, freaking out, the provision was in the word, but he never opened the word to get the provision. (laughs) Hey, come on. All right, this is going to be tight this morning. You ready to go? All right, you ready to go? Come on. Psalm 102, 13, and it says that this, it goes a little bit something like this. You will arise and have mercy on Zion. He's talking about the country of Israel. For the time to favor her has come. Yes, the set time has arrived. Someone say the time for favor has come. Touch the person's shoulder next to you, say, favor's coming your way. When we were young, there was a thing called WrestleMania in the WWF. Anybody watch? Okay, all right. Hulk Hogan, Ricky Steamboat. Come on, you had like Andre the Giant, Randy Macho Man Savage, the British Bulldogs. How do I know all this stuff? I don't know. It was many years ago. But I remember we was too poor to be able to afford like the $69.99 to watch the big WrestleMania event. So we had to wait for it to come out like the next door neighbor had a VHS and they would record it. And then you hope that it actually went through. Anybody remember those things? So we would get it and we were so excited. One year we actually got to watch it. And we were sitting there and the Hulk of Hogan was fighting Andre the Giant. And we were so excited, 90,000 people in the Pontiac Silver Dome in the middle of Detroit. And during the thing, it was in a cage. And for about 20 minutes, these guys fought. 20 minutes is a long time for people to fight. And the whole time, you know, me and my brother were young. We're on the edge of our seat, and we're rooting for Hulk Hogan to conquer the giant. 
Come on, Hulk's getting beat up the whole time they're running him into. Come on, the side of the, the cage. They put like fake blood on him. He's bleeding. And me and my little brother were like, this is serious. My dad was laughing. He goes, guys, this is, no, this is very, very serious. He's bleeding. And they had like the fake paramedics run out there with their like stretcher. And when you're young, you think it's all real. Anybody ever watch this kind of stuff? So we ran out there and he's just getting pelted in the, you know, mean Gene Okerlund, I think was like the, uh, the announcer guy. I, gotta, I don't know how to remember this. And he goes, he goes, oh my goodness, it looks like he's going to die. And my brother and I were looking, he goes, Russell, I go, Russell, he's going to die in there. We got, we got, we need him to turn around. We need a miracle to happen. I didn't need a miracle for my family. I need a miracle for Hulk Hogan. Come on. He was in his yellow underpants. Come on, getting his butt kicked against the wall with fake ketchup on his face. Looking like he was going to die. But then all of a sudden, come on, he got hit so hard. And then all of a sudden, he would start doing this. And you were like, oh, yeah, my dad was laughing. Don't laugh. This is serious. <laughs> Stay with me. I'm going to go somewhere. This is going to get biblical at some point. And he's like, oh, oh, go, oh, it's turning around, Russ. It's turning around, Russ. And then he goes like this, and he's like this. And this guy's getting pelted. And all of a sudden, it's not hurting him anymore. 20-something minutes. How many know it was scripted that a certain time into the event, come on, it's an entertainment event, that all of a sudden, Hulk would find this brand new energy, this new strength, and all of a sudden, he punches a giant with one shot after getting pelted for 20 minutes. The giant falls over. Come on, he lands on his big leg with him. And they go, one, two, three, it's pandemonium. Me and my brother with ding-dongs and twink. Auto sequence start in five. Yes! I, pay, I saw it. My dad's like, don't laugh. <laughs> How many know there was a time in that fight when the people put that thing together, when it would be favorable for Hulk Hogan, the champion, to conquer the giant. And all he had to do was keep walking out the script because he would step into a time that was already prearranged where there would be favor for him to become the champion and not the defeated. You're going to like this this morning. I'm going to be tight too. The Bible says a set time of favor can come. And if I was to be prophetic to you this morning and give you a forecast. You're about to step in in the month of December into favorable moments in your life that God has already set up that you're about to step into. I came to announce it to you today so that you become aware that God's activity in your life. You might have been sick for a long time. It's your time to get well. You might have been struggling on a job. It's your time to begin to overcome. You might have been struggling to have a child. It's your time to get pregnant. How many know a time that God designs can obviously begin to change your destination and your destiny in your life? Really? A time of favor? That means undeserved grace, approval, special assistance, God's endorsement deal. Well, let's just stop right there. Keon, you know a little bit of something like that. When you come into the league as a professional athlete, you look for endorsement deals that companies will get behind you, whether at Nike or something else. They get behind you, they hook you up with clothing, they hook you up with sponsorship, and you make more money sometimes than that than you do playing. Just saying, right? LeBron James has got $1 billion behind him by Nike. You might, he might have Nike behind him, but if you understood your endorsement deal in a relationship with Jesus, you got God the Father, you got God the Son, and you got God the Holy Spirit that back who you are. You should stop treating yourself like you're common. You're not. You're the house that God lives in. Stop treating yourself like you're a discount version of something. Some of you are so setback-minded that you're not favor-minded. And I don't know about you, if you ever study the New Testament, Jesus stepped up in a political unrest. They were governed by the Romans. Financial oppression. People all diseased. Sounds like our day a little bit, huh? They had Herod, you got Trudeau. Oh, don't worry, we got Joe Biden. The guy can't ride a bike. He don't even know where he's at. I'm just calling it like it is. Come on, I ain't even got to watch the news for that. 
Jesus stood up in a time of all of that, and he didn't sit there and point fingers. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to declare this is the time for God's favor. Oh, it's interesting. He did not wait for the okay from religious people. He didn't try to go get the political people, the financial people in his day. He said, this is the time for God's favor. I wonder how powerful it would be if you stood up in your home and go, in this month, the favor of God's going to be in my home. The favor of God's going to turn things around. The favor of God's going to give me access with business people or with my employer. Or the favor of God's going to help my child begin to learn and come out of dyslexia and be able to learn or become educated educated in a higher way. Would that change the atmosphere of your home? Jesus said it's a time for favor. It didn't look like it. It didn't look like it on the outside, but how many know we walk by faith and not by, we walk by faith and not by, ooh, what is this thing called favor? What can it do? How's it hooked other people up? It allowed Esther to go from nothing to something. The favor of God, the Bible says, to set your mind, 1 Peter 1.13, on the favor of God that is brought to you at the understanding of Jesus in your heart. Ooh, you got favor. Some of you don't even know it. That's why you treat yourself common. If you misdiagnose yourself, you mistreat yourself. Oh, that's just, that's good right there, huh? Why? Because if you don't see value, you don't add value. You don't look for it. Imagine if you got God of the universe and he's got power and grace and favor on you and you got special benefits because you're his kid. Can I tell you as a father, I moved heaven and earth under Operation Christmas the last couple days to make something happen for my little girl. It was Thanksgiving for us in America. I'm supposed to fly here on the night. My little girl's never had a puppy. And it was our goal because she's coming up for Christmas to my in-laws that live in Canada. My, My daughter's half Canadian, half American. And so we moved heaven to find a certain kind of puppy that, that, that she wanted. And we've made the whole idea how hard it was because we've worked hard to try to find this thing. And we're like, oh my gosh, we found somebody in a certain part of Washington. So we adjusted our flights. I got off the plane late in the middle of the night on Thursday whenever I arrived. Had to go to some home in the middle of who knows where. Pay a lot of money for a puppy doing all of this while my little girl's sweating. She's like, Dad, I don't know if I'll ever get a puppy. I don't know. That's the dream and my desire. It's my dream. She don't know that her mama and her daddy are in Operation Christmas mode. Come on. Walking away from the Thanksgiving table to make sure her dream comes to pass. What's powerful? God is your father has invested so much stock in you. You're his greatest investment. Oh, you need to get that right there. And what? He moves heaven and earth because he wants a time for you to experience unprecedented grace and favor. Favor provides, watch, access to things where you don't have access. Favor can change the way you engage with someone on a job, can change your economic situation, as it did for Isaac. God told him to sow financially in a time of famine. And he says, don't live by the economy of Egypt. The word economy actually means rules of the house. You don't play by the rules of the house of Egypt, the godless system. You play by my kingdom rules. And he said, if you'll do what I tell you to do, and you'll sow in a time, he reaped a hundredfold access. Rather than trying to do his finances by the world standard, he did it by God's standard, by sowing and reaping, because that's the way the kingdom works. I'm not trying to get nothing from you. Come on. It's something I live. But he reaped a hundredfold. How many know finances, favor can change your finances. It can change your family. Jesus announced that I'm the favorite of God. He interrupted a funeral and raised a single mother's son back to life and gave her back to him. Maybe you've had a child that's away or a grandchild that's away or a child that's strung out or they're living lifeless to the great purpose in their life. How many know you can begin to declare favor over their life and that God, favor of God can interrupt their funeral or where there's lack of life and begin to restore life and restore them unto you and your family. Some of you ought to begin to say that over your life, my family's gonna come back. We're going to share love and connection and relationship. How many know God's grace is able to do far beyond what you can imagine or think? So what can favor do? First of all, it comes on a person. Someone say a person. How many know the month of December, everyone likes to talk about Mother Mary? She's headlining the Catholic Church still to this day. She's a big deal in the Catholic Church, Mother Mary. 
What do you mean? She was at Nazareth High School. 16-year-old cheerleader. Come on, just use your imagination a little bit. She has an arranged marriage to an old man named Joseph. How do you know he's old? He dies during Jesus' adolescence, and you never hear anything more after the age of 12 years old from Jesus. She has an arranged marriage to an old guy. I'm sure she's trying to get excited about having to marry an old dude. Come on. And she got married. She's on her way home from Nazareth High School cheerleading practice. I'm going to marry Joseph. Come on. Come on, play with me a little bit. Come on, I didn't do acting clashes. Stay with me. This is the way I see the Bible. Come on. Come on, she's, plan she's practicing planning her stagette. Come on, she wasn't going to Victoria's Secret or Licenza. Come on, I don't know what she was going to. And they didn't have Amazon Prime yet. Come on. They're planning her whole life. She's got it all situated and satisfied. I'm marrying JoJo. Maybe she called him JoJo. <laughs> Come on, smile. Even if you got three teeth, try it this morning. It's good. It's good for your soul. Live up to your baby pictures. She's got her Bruno Mars all planned for the songs for her wedding. And the angel Gabriel shows up and goes, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And the Gabriel, the, the messenger angel of the Lord, the archangel, he shows up and says, hey, we, we want you to carry. You're highly favored, and we, because you're favored, we want you to carry the word of God, the seed of God, the salvation of God. We want you to carry Jesus. She goes, but yo, haven't you done your homework on me? I got some obvious in my life. I'm, come on, a virgin. Come on, I've never gone there before. And he goes, no, 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 this ain't about you. God wants to take you where man has never taken you or can take you. I'm going to take you beyond your capacities and your capabilities. I can touch and move things that man can't touch. That if you will say yes to it, because God won't force you, he'll give you an invitation. Usually that's where you give your limitation. God gives you an invitation to join him in a life bigger than yours, and that's what faith is. Faith is joining life in a life bigger than yours. It's not convincing God to go big. God's already big, whether you believe him or not. Your praise don't change him. He's going to be good all, but he don't have like a personality disorder where if you don't praise him, he's going to feel depressed. Come on. He was God before you was here. He'll be God after you was gone. Come on. He, he'll, be God. he'll be a healer whether you reject him or not. He'll be a provider whether you say he can or not. He's still going to be himself. He don't have identity issues. Some of you, come on. That's why it's so good to get into him. But imagine God shows up, says to this girl, hey, you're highly favored as a person. She never saw herself that. She grew up in Nazareth. It means obscurity. They even said in the scripture, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Chilliwack? Can anything good come out of Abbotsford? Can really a church that rocks Canada ever come out of Chilliwack? Can booming businesses ever come out of Chilliwack? Can healthy families ever come out of Chilliwack? Can people recover from diabetes in Chilliwack? Come on, smile. Hey! This ain't going to be all because you're all great here, Mary. This is going to be because I've chosen to put my favor on you, and I want you to recognize we're endorsing you, and we want to put special power and assistance on your life because you're approved before heaven. How's this going to be? The Holy Spirit's going to come on you, not the human spirit. The, come on, not a political spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And he's going to make the supernatural happen. She says, let it be unto me according to what you say. And how many you know that favor that came on her birthed the Messiah that became your Savior and your Lord? How many you know the favor of God? When you begin to see yourself, she never saw herself favored. She saw herself from her geography and her biography. Ge geography is where she grew up. Her familiar. Well, I'm just a girl in the world. I think that's a no doubt song. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this, I'm, just, I'm just this, I'm just this, I'm just this, I'm not that, I can't do that, I'm just this way. That's a phrase that murders dreams. How many times do you ever say, well, I'm just this way. I've always battled arthritis. I've always battled negativity. I've always, I'm just this way. And you wonder, what's well, not God's not blessing you. You have an I'm just this way. You've already agreed with the enemy. God can't work where there's no agreement. 
Where are you agreeing, come on, that I'm a failure, that I'm a fearful person, that I'm a sick person, that something's wrong with me, and you've never agreed with the idea that God says, before you were born, I crowned you with my favor. Oh, Psalm 8 says, I've crowned you. Come on, what does a crown cover? It covers your mind. Jesus said, let no man steal your crown. Some of you put your crown down and you've given your mind to let other people define you by your flaws and your fears rather than understanding that God has put favor on you. What about Psalm 512? It says, God will bless the righteous. Any righteous people in here today? Because of what Jesus has done, not because your good behavior. Because our righteousness is like filthy rags. Anybody understand that? On my best day, it's the worst day for him. Come on. But he gave me his righteousness. It says, Psalm 512, let it become an anthem in your home. The favor of God surrounds you like a shield. Go look it up. Those shields were so big, they covered the whole person. I was in a conference one time, and I was sitting there, and I was talking to this woman. And she said, can I have a little bit of your time? I go, yes, absolutely. She goes, my name's Kate McVeigh. And she goes, I said, man, I'm looking forward to hearing you speak today. And she goes, can I tell you a little bit about my story? I go, absolutely. She goes, you know, I was born and I was labeled, and give me grace, this is out of her words, I was labeled, you're mentally retarded. Don't tell them I'll call them back soon. I've been labeled. <laughs> tell them I've been, she goes, I was labeled mentally retarded. I was put on the yellow buses, slow buses. All the kids used to ridicule me and call me that word. I'm not saying that word to put anybody down, by the way. It said they didn't call them mentally challenged or handicapped. They called them at that time. A sl- they really put that kind of a label on, you are retarded. That means to be damned up. You can't produce. And so she goes, I owned that label, and I had it all through my years growing up as a kid, and I loved to play basketball, but they never let me play basketball because I was in the slow classes and went to on the yellow bus that was different than all the other people's buses. And so kids would always make fun. Oh, there's the, re- there's the handicap. There's the this. There's a-. She said that label, I began to internalize it, so my expectations were low, even though I had aspirations in my heart that were big. She said, I didn't live at my aspiration level. I lived at my mentality level that something was wrong with me and I was handicapped. Therefore, they didn't let me try out. I didn't have a a lot of drive to. But she said, my grandmother took me to a church service, much like College Street, in the middle of a summer, and the minister spoke about Psalm 512. He said, the favor of God surrounds you like a shield. She goes, I didn't pay attention to nothing else. But Keon, he said this. He says, from that moment, I saw before people got to my, dis- my disability, my lack of ability to comprehend and communicate, they had to come in contact with God's favor on my life. So she started walking around going, at 13, 14, I am favored by God. I'm going to become smart. I am favored by God. I'm going to become educated. I'm favored by God. She didn't have a mama or dad, but she had a grandmama. Come on. Some of you grandparents in here, come on, don't underestimate your role and your voice to impact your grandkids, telling them that they're favored to be a dreamer, a lover, come on, a giver, to contribute in a big way. As a result, she tried out for her high school basketball team her freshman year. They said, no, because you're still, you're, you have problems. You didn't, she didn't get deterred. She kept saying, the favor of God's on me. I'm going to become smart. She started declaring it out of her mouth, living favor-minded. This is where you need to go in your life. Come on. As a result, she graduated the valedictorian of her high school, the number one student, the number one women's basketball player to ever come out of the state of Oklahoma. She got on in her junior and senior year, turned around. She speaks all over the world with my friend, with Joyce Myers and other people like that all over the world, all because she got one scripture and she said, that's for me. I'm not going to live failure-minded. I'm going to live favor-minded. I'm a favored by God. I don't deserve it, but the blood of Jesus has given me access to the favor of God. Someone say, I'm favored by God. Favor comes on a person. It comes on a path. Someone say a path. Ooh, stay on your yellow brick road. Follow, 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 follow. Come on. How many know you got lions, tigers, and bears? It's easy. Come on. To stay on, to get off your path. I want to know where the favor is on my path. Psalm 65, 11 says, God's crowned this year with his goodness and his, his favor, come on, is on my path. Wouldn't it be awesome to find your path where there's favor on it and not just perpetual frustration? Oh, there was a moment for Jesus where he was a good carpenter. 
He was raised by a carpenter, but he put down the, car, the hammer in the carpenter shop to take up his higher calling and what he was favored to do. He knew that would revolve going to a cross. They knew there would be pain involved. But he said, I'm going to find my favored path and I'm going to sacrifice things. I'm going to let things go so I can take up my higher calling. Where is God trying to get you out of your nest of comfortability so you can take up your higher calling where you're favored to flourish, you're favored to use your gifting, you're favored in areas, but you're so cup and oh, this is comfortable. This is convenient. Do you know maybe eagles? All eyes on me from it. Watch this. You're taking the baby. It's all good. Watch. <laughs> It's all good. Let me help you, my love. I'll help you, darling. Let me help you, sweetheart. Oh, you're good. You're okay, okay. All right. I thought she had to go. Okay. All eyes on me for a minute. Do you know that eagles, my, my, my mother-in-law lives, they have an eagle haven over their home where the young teach her to fly. An eagle puts, mother puts all this effort and energy creating a nest of comfortability for the new eagles. The eagles will feel comfortable there. The mother will go get them food. But at a certain point, the mother realized if she does not disrupt and begin to remove the comfort from the nest, that the eagle will never discover his ability to use his own wings and begin to go get his own food. And therefore, he will die in the nest that was supposed to birth him. He will die in that nest. Could it be there's seasons and times in your life right now where God's favor is, come on, disrupting your presence so he can give you your future? Where he's calling you, say, I want you to forgive first. I want you to love first. I want you to begin to declare God's word first. I want you to start your day, come on, praying 15 minutes and spending time with me so if you have the strength of the holy ground, you can win on the battleground. Is there an element in all of our lives? Because I know this about God. He don't leave you alone. Anybody ever get frustrated? He don't stop messing with you. You don't got the courage to say it. I do. I know he don't leave me alone. Thank God. I've told him, thank you for not leaving me alone. Why? Because he wants to get out of you what he put in you. And he knows he can't let you sit in a place of comfort too long or else your comfort becomes an idol. And you build your faith around your comfort and you worship comfort, not the Lord. In Western civilization, not different, it's different in Africa, it's different in India, it's different in different places of the world. We worship comfort and think that that's God. If it's comfortable, it must be Jesus. The Bible says he'll give you peace. Come on, not just places of comfort, because it's usually in your places where you're uncomfortable, you use your greatest compassion and you use your greatest courage and you create the best in your life. Oh, but I want life just to be easy. No pressure. How many know your government will give you a lot of pressure? The 99 freeway with two lanes and too many people will give you pressure. Come on, smile. You know what I'm talking about, too. As soon as you get on that thing, come on, please, it starts piling up, especially around Abbotsford. Right when you go by the Cactus Club, you're like, oh, shoot. Come on, somebody. You come up with all kinds of creative four-letter words. Come on, somebody. And there ain't ones you use in church. It ain't faith. Come on, somebody. It ain't hope. Where is God's favor disrupting your presence so you take up your higher calling? Your calling is in your conquer. What are you anointed and favored right now to conquer in your life? Is it a conquer an attitude? Conquer a mindset? Conquer a fear? Someone say, I'm anointed to conquer. David said this over, he says, I'm favored and anointed with fresh oil to have, watch, to see my desire upon my enemies. What's the enemy that messes with you the most that you want to see defeated? Is it a mindset of jealousy, joy, loneliness? Is it addiction? Is it a sickness? Is it infirmity that you know God's bigger than, but you're wrestling against right now? Come on, that you got to be able to say, wait a second, God's favor, I'm anointed to conquer this thing. There's, there's calling in my conquering. Wow, maybe it needs to disrupt a little bit where you become aggressive. But then finally, there's favor on, watch, a favor on your efforts. If you got a slack hand, the Bible says you become poe. But the hand of the diligent person, they become rich. Ooh, they don't start out rich, they become rich. And he's not talking about money, he's talking about having a rich life. I know a lot of people with money and they don't got jack, come on, compared to life. I don't know if I ever used this story, but I, in about a matter of weeks, I went into, a gentleman brought me into his 46,000 square foot home, self-made billionaire. 46,000 square feet. I got lost. The butler genuinely came and found me in the bathroom because I got lost at his house. The best food and everything. 
he'd have me come in with all these designers and he'd say, okay. And he'd light all these candles. It was like Catholic mass. And he'd say, can we do like the God purpose thing? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's your faith, whatever. He has all these candles on. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and he let me teach for 20 minutes out of the Bible. And then I would pray for people's lives and then they would eat great meal. So I would do that. But he asked me when he goes, what do I do in my life? I got you almost 10,000 employees, 48,000 square, 46,000 square foot home. You got a jet. You got two jets. You got a yacht. You got butlers, literally butlers that drive him, get in his, in his uh, car, drive him. And you, you're asking me what to do. Drive. And then a couple weeks later, I was in Tanzania, Tanzania, Africa. Anybody ever been to Africa? Anyone? Anyone? One, one, one. Go twice. Go twice. Anybody? Oh, another one in the back. Yes. I love it. All right. Come on. I'm in Tanzania, Africa. We land on a dirt place, and I go to this little hut of a woman. Her face, come on, I don't know about you. She got beautiful black skin, and white people's skin crack quicker than black people's skin crack. She looked like she had to be, come on, like 60, but she was probably like almost 80. She looked beautiful, and she goes, can I take you to my home? I go, I'd love to come to your home. We walked into her home, and you literally walked in, and you're almost at the end. Like, you take a couple steps in. She goes, this is where I cook. Sometimes I get two meals a day. Can you imagine that, that God's that good to me, and I'm favored that way? You took a step over, and there was a mat, not a bed, a mat with a, come on, a couple blankets. She goes, this is where I lay my head at night. And can you imagine this? People wanted to come and help me and favored me. They built me a thicket fence so the elephant can't get me, the hyena can't kill me, or the lion can't get in. So I can lay my head right here and dream and pray for my family and count the stars and not worry what's going on. She says, and then look, here is, I get three outfits. I got three shirts. I get to choose between three shirts of what to wear. Look at how rich and wonderful God is to me. Whereas as a $46,000 crib, come on, and his Rolls Royces, his Bentleys, and everything else, and he goes, what do I need to do in my life? Tell me who is the richer person. Tell me who is the richer person. By the way, right now, if you focus on all the great things in your life, could you be more joyful in your life? If you chose to be? If you chose to shift your satellite dish to the All Things Are Possible network, could you find a different song being sung in your head? Could you find some new information? Come on. You can't get an FM radio station on an AM dial. Sometimes you got to shift from the natural and tune into God's spirit and what he's saying. Good teaching, Rex. Amen. You go, white boy. Watch, we're almost done. You almost made it. Come on, it's going to be a good ending. Favor on your effort. Wow, effort, effort, effort. That means I got to invest. I got to work. I got to have some plan. Whoa, what, what about your relationships? You want to create greater synergy in your intimate relationships? Why don't you start sharing yourself with the other person? If you're a woman, stop criticizing your man. He'll close up. You don't want your man to close up. You want him to make you feel visible. Come on. As a woman, come on. You don't want your man to make you feel invisible. How do you know that's pain? Women, that suck. You should have yelled right there. Come on. I gave you an opportunity to call out your dude, and you didn't do it. I talk to women. I love talking to women because you guys are brilliant. That's why I don't like religion, because religion, whether it's Islam or whether it's Buddhism, they minimize the value of a woman that God made in his image. They want to shut their mouth, cover their face. That's why I don't like masks. Come on. I don't care what the heck you throw out in the world. I ain't wearing your dumb mask. Just trying to say that right off the bat. That ain't a Republican thing. That ain't a Democrat thing. That's a human rights thing. God gave me a face so I could talk out of it. Come on. And after finding out all your old deals behind the back, come on. I sure as heck you ain't going to put on your dumb mask. That's just, come on, that's just common sense. It ain't too common. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to put on 10 masks, and it's going to keep the whatever get me. Really? Why do you keep getting sick then, Jack? This is how I figure stuff out. Smile. Come on, somebody. 
Jesus took the religious mask off women. He's the first one that empowered women. I want you to speak with me. I want you to travel with me. I want to see you as an investor with me. He honored and magnified the power of the voice of a woman. He let a woman become visible that was invisible and only considered a servant or a slave till Jesus broke on the sheet because there's no difference between male and female, Jew or Greek. Jesus split it all that through his blood and through his grace, everybody's got a purpose. Everybody's got a voice and God wants you to use your voice. Now cover your face. Watch. What about in your relationships on this, on this month that you put such a premium because there'll be a favor on it? Those who devise good, favor hits their family. Favor hits the person that devises good. Imagine reinforcing who they are in your family, your children, your grandchildren, your, your lover, your, your spouse. Tell them who they are in your eyes. Remind them of how special it's been to be able to share life with them, to be in their life, who they are in your eyes. Don't let them just become another thing like, oh yeah, we're surviving life. We made it through that. Create some space. I said this in the early morning. If you treat the person at the end like you did at the beginning, you don't have an ending. Relationships don't die for lack of love. They fail for lack of intimacy. How do you be intimate? Come on, at the beginning, if they ever asked you to take out the trash, you would do it. Sure, baby, whatever. Hey, babe, do you mind running down to, come on, shoppers, I need toothpaste. For sure. Come on, stay with me, come on. Come on, then it's like two years in. Hey, baby, can you go down to Shoppers and get me some chapstick? Go, go, get, it, go get it yourself. <laughs> Isn't it true? Come on. We become used to the people and we no longer stir and feed that fire. But your relationships don't need stability alone. They also need variety. So you have passion and love and intimacy and you build new relationships and new bonds. Wouldn't that be awesome to tell your kids who they are in your eyes? Wouldn't it be awesome to tell your spouse, your boyfriend, your girl, hey, this is who you are in my eyes. They'll rise to the level of your confession. Ooh, what if your work, you said this week, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to be excellent. Would the standard of excellence change the way you work? Come on. You can't say you're excellent and keep your shoulders all down. When you say you're excellent, come on. You put your shoulders back. I'm going to walk into my IT job. I'm going to be excellent today. I'm going to sell insurance. I'm going to be excellent today. If I'm working at Taco Bell, in fact, they asked me to carry that little dog that used to have in the little videos, I'm going to do it with excellence today. If I'm making 10 bits today, come on, I'm going to do it with excellence because I'm not doing it unto man. I'm doing it unto God. And what God sees me be faithful with, a faithful woman and a faithful man, they will abound with blessing because what you sow is what you reap. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, make the tree good or bad. You choose. Hey, what about your emotional health? Anybody want better emotional health this week? I'm almost done. It's going to be good. Watch. Why don't you name the negative emotion? And then why don't you reframe the negative emotion? And then why don't you claim a new emotion? Let me do that again. I never spoke that in my life. I just do that again. Why don't you name it? I am feeling fear, but here, let me reinterpret it because you don't live with the facts of your life. You live with how you interpret the facts of your life. How many thought you were so right on something and you were so wrong? Am I the only one? <laughs> Come on, you guilty people. Come on. <laughs> Not me, liar. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we're such professional cover-ups. Come on. Oh my gosh, I don't want to seem like I'm weak. We all got weakness, but your weakness can be turned to strength through faith. Watch, think about it. Okay, I am feeling fear, but what if you reframed it? I'm not the feeling of fear. I choose to use courage. I'm not what I feel. I'm what I decide. I am feeling like lusting, but I'm not what I feel. I'm what I decide. I got self-control. Well, what do I really want to feel? Anybody ever think that? What do you really want to feel? Actually, what would you have to focus on and believe to feel the way that you're feeling? Let me ask that one more time real quickly. What would you need to be focused on and believe to feel the way that you've been feeling so much lately? Sadness? Are you focusing on the things you lost? Well, that means I'm less than. If you focus on being less, you're going to suffer. If you focus on I'll never recover, I'll never get it back. COVID stole it from me. 
Well, I serve a God that can redeem time. I serve a God that can restore your soul. I serve a God that can restore your health. I serve a God that can restore relationship. I serve a God of all hope, and he'll take your valley of trouble, and he'll turn it into a door of hope. Wouldn't it be awesome if God turned your valley of trouble into a door of hope? What would you want to feel in your life? I want to feel joy. How many would like to feel more joy? By the way, your joy level is your strength level. You don't have any joy level, you got no strength. You're easy target. The enemy, come on, can just roll over you like lightning. You're easy. Come on, you can manipulate you left and right. Only the person that's strong and your level of your strength is only determined by your level of your joy. What does joy mean? I got to have it all together? Does joy mean I got to know all the right people? Does joy mean I got to have absolutely no pain in my life? No, because joy is a choice. A man has, or a woman has joy by the answer of their mouth. Ooh, and the Bible says, may the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace through believing. Ooh, I got to believe it, and then I got to speak it. How many want to get your confession up a little bit? The Bible says your faith won't work unless you declare it out of your mouth. How many, by the way, real quickly, if I said, hey, I can arrange for Jesus himself to appear at your house at 11 a.m. on Tuesday morning this week, how many of you would kind of make sure you were at the house? If you didn't, we need to cast the devil at you. Come on, somebody. You got some spirit of unbelief. Come on. Hey, if I could arrange for Jesus to show up at your crib, at your house, no matter what, what's going on, and he says, hey, Rex, tell the people in Chilliwack, I will speak to one thing in their life that they don't like, that they're bothered with, a big obstacle, and how we know if Jesus speaks at it, whether it's a storm, it's going to stop. If it's dead, it's going to live. Come on. If it's disconnected, be reconnected. If it's sick, it'd be healed. How many would want Jesus to show up at your house and speak one word to a situation in your life by a show of hands? Say, I. I. Okay, come on. I want you to think of that area right now. What if Jesus said, I do want to show up, but here's how I want to do it. Hebrews 1.3 says that God upholds all things by the word of his power, not the power of his word. If it's the power of his word, it's only powerful when God speaks it. But when you put his word in your mouth, it's just as powerful if Jesus spoke to your situation or you speak his word to your situation. It's as if Jesus is in your very own house. When you declare the word, you overcome through the word of your testimony. Imagine beginning to speak God's word to mountains in your life. My, my wife was raped, come on, by, by a minister. She had to declare, come on, that I am pure, I'm clean, I got purity inside me, even though she felt dirty. She had to call what was not according to the truth, according to the, how she felt, which was just the facts. You got to ask yourself, stop being a fact checker, be a truth checker. Slap the person next to you, say, check the truth, check the truth, check the truth, check the truth. Say it fast, say it fast, say, check the truth, check the truth, not your facts, check the truth. Matt Charmaine teaches, if you abide in the word, you know truth. And why you got favor, not just to watch your effort to get something or to cause something in your own life. Favor to make a way for somebody else. Favor to help somebody else out. I was walking down the middle of Hollywood Boulevard with a a, a well-recognizable actor, and he was sitting there, and we saw a guy in a wheelchair. And I walked up to him, and he had a joint in his hand. And I, this guy just had a chance to lead to a relationship with Christ. He got healed in his body, and he goes, I want that God to be my, my God. And he gave his life to Christ. And so he sees this guy in a wheelchair. He goes, let's go talk to this guy. I go, okay. He just got done doing a movie with Bruce Willis and Forrest Whitaker. I go, yeah, let's go over there. So we walk over to this guy, and they go, hey, what's your name? He goes, my name is Eddie the Pothead. For real. I go, you like being called Eddie the Potter? <laughs> he goes, ah, I've always been a screw-up. That's all I know how to be. I don't know anything being any different. Whatever. I go, well, I go, uh, you look like you're in a little bit of pain. Yeah, my blankety-blank back is always hurt. And I go, can I heal you? He goes, you got magical powers? I go, something like that. How many know if I would have told him, brother, that's of the devil? Come on. The King James Bible says, how many know that ain't going to win with that guy? Smoking weed. Come on, I don't even know if he's coherent. It smelled like a skunk. And I go, what if I pray for you and you get better? All right, work your magic. So I'm here with this guy. He's all new to the faith. And I go, God, thank you that you favor my friend Eddie. 
He's known as Eddie the Pothead, but I think your favor's got a bigger story for him. Thank you that your healing presence is flowing through him right now, and Eddie's going to feel better. And I go, and he goes, do I need to put out my joint for the next part? I go, no, just hold it in your hands. I said, don't smoke it while I'm praying. Come on. <laughs> what a good minister I am. Come on. <laughs> it's a true story. I go, how does your back feel? He goes, I feel like this hot sauce in my back, like this hot heat. I go, move it around. What'd you do to my mother? Hip, my back. I go, is that the pot speaking or is that the prayer working? He goes, I got to stand up. He stands up out of his wheelchair. He starts moving his whole body around. He goes, it's healed. It's healed. That, that favor thing, it's healed. It's healed. It's healed. And then he starts holding his joint and he starts shaking what is this that I feel? It's not my body. What am I feeling in my heart? What am I feeling in my soul? Come on, the guy that I'm with is a brand new believer. He's like this. You know him on the screen. I won't share his name, but he's like this. His eyes were like big. He was watching a Marvel movie, not in the Marvel movie. And he goes, what am I feeling in my soul? What's this in my heart? He goes, he goes, do I still have to be Eddie the Pothead? I didn't have to convince him. Here's the 12 steps to Christianity. Who is this? He, I go, it's Jesus. He's favored you since always that I want to give it away because he gave it to me. I want to give it away to you. He got me out of it. He can get you out of it. He got me out of it. He can get you out of it. He did it in me so he can get it through me. He can get it in me to get it through me. Come on, he's done it for you so he can get it through you. God don't bless you just for you. He always thinks in plural, not singular. I'll bless you to be a blessing, counting stars. I'll favor you to favor somebody else. I'll heal you to heal people. I'll restore your family to restore families. I'll get you out of prejudice so that you can see value and help other families get out. I'll get you out of loneliness. I'll get you out of despair. I'll get you out of addiction. I'll get you out of alcoholism. I'll get you out of depression. I'll get you out of bondage. I'll get you out of perversion so you can help somebody out. The Lord, a clap and a shout like you got this. Eddie, Eddie pushes his wheelchair and he goes, I got it. I got him. I got him. He's crying. I got him by Hollywood High School. I got him. I go, do you want me to? No, no, no. I got him. I got him. I'm not going to be Eddie the Pothead anymore. He throws down his own joint. I got him. He's in here. Thank you for showing me that I'm still favored, that he still loves me. I got him. And he pulls his own wheelchair. He pushed his own wheelchair down the hall, down the street. In one moment, he had experienced the favor of God that not only got him out of something, but it brought him into a person. Maybe today you said, you know, man, man, I've heard a lot about God, but I've never heard about having the approval of God, the acceptance of God, not based on my religious performance, but because of what Jesus did at a cross for me. And I want God's favor on my life. I want his acceptance on my life. I want his supernatural presence and favor and benefits that God wants to pull off for his children. I want to be in the family. You all right? Okay. okay. I want to make sure. All right, all eyes back on me like Tupac say, watch. That's not on the Hillsong track. All eyes on me. You're like, how does that guy know about you? Tupac, come on, I live down the street in Compton. Not too far from Compton. Here, we're going to close your eyes for a minute. Close your eyes for a minute. And I want you actually, if you're around someone, just grab their hands for a minute. Grab the person's hand on your left and your right. Even if they're a stranger, grab their hand. They don't got cooties. You're not going to get COVID. Stop worrying. Let's not be stupid. I want to ask you a question. We're all working against a clock, and we don't know when that clock ends. And if you were, your clock ends tonight because 300,000 people before 12 o'clock tonight will take their last breath. They didn't expect it, and it will be their last one. It won't be the end of them. It will be their transition, not their termination. But their choice and what they made where they want to spend eternity will be made in this life. There's only two options. You can live by the speculation of the world. Well, maybe I'll turn into an animal. Maybe I'll come back as an ant. Or... You could have a revelation from God's word that there was a savior 
that said, I want you to have the favor of God on your life, not the curse of hell on your life, the curse of sin on your life. I want to break off everything that destroys your potential, and I want to reveal the value that I placed on your life from the beginning. I didn't come to pay for something that was junk. I came to pay for something that was beautiful. And Jesus shed his blood for you on a cross, took the worst death, hung there naked and shamed, and they shamed him. They stripped his body so you could see his insides, so you could be healed in your mind and your body so you could be forgiven today and you could have favor, undeserved grace on your life that comes today. If you want that for the very first time, I want you to squeeze the person's hand on your left or your right. Just squeeze their hand. Let them know. Give them something they can feel. Come on. Squeeze their hand right now. If somebody just squeezed your hand, I want you to lift their hand high. Look at all those hands in this place. Thank you, Jesus. You can put their hand down for a minute. Why don't everybody repeat a prayer? And maybe you're used to saying this because you come. Don't let it be a prayer you repeat. Say it like Jesus is right in front of you. If you're not going to say it with authenticity and intention, don't you dare say it. But say this, Jesus, I feel you up in here. I am aware that you're talking to me today. I want to receive your grace, your favor, your forgiveness in your Holy Spirit. Forgive me of my sins, past, present, and future. Be my Savior. Be my healer. I believe you died and rose again. So today, I make a choice. I reject everything the enemy has for my life. And I accept salvation, your favor, healing in every area of my being because you love me. I receive your love right now. Now put your hand on your heart. Put your hands on your heart. Say, Holy Spirit, fill my life right now. Many of you are just going to feel comfort. You're going to feel peace over your mind. I pray that, Lord, people's soul that's been hurting, they would find comfort and peace. Where sadness has been the theme of people's lives, sadness would be lifted off with new vision and new dream. And I thank you, Father, for where there's been disappointment, you'd bring reappointment to the hope you have for them. I thank you for healing in people's bodies today. Diabetic issues being healed. People's colons being healed today. High blood pressure is being healed today in this place. Carpal tunnel syndrome tunnels. I command those tunnels in your hand to open. And also people that have had a lot of brain fog and a lot of headaches. All those blood vessels in your brain, we command those things to open in Jesus' name. By the grace of God, we command healing to come to your body today healing to flow into your neck, your back. And Lord, relationships that are disconnected, fill love with husbands toward their wives, wives towards their husbands. Love from children to parents where there have been strain. Let love come back where there's been no negativity in our families. And let this month, the month that we see the stars, we speak, Lord, your word into the, and we see, Lord, I thank you, your abundance, your goodness, your favor chases down. We thank you that this is a set time for supernatural activity of your grace in our life. And we praise you in Jesus' name. If you believe that you received something from the Lord, I want you to shout. I want you to use your clapping. I want you to give God praise out of your own mouth. I don't want you to give him something weak. I want you to give him something strong. Give him something he can feel. Give him something he can feel. Come on, give him something. He, I, don't know what you're, I don't know what you're grateful for. Come on, give the Lord a clap and a shout in here. Come on, praise him for being nice to you. Praise him for his mercy. Praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for His gentleness. Praise Him for His healing presence in your life. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, my life's going to another level. Come on, let's tell them, turn to the other person and say, your life's going to another level. Come on. Things are shifting for you. Come on, let's go ahead and tell them, prophesy to them. How many of you grateful that you came to College Street Church today? How many of you start declaring Psalm 512 over your kids, over your marriage, even if it's hurting? I've been there. It don't look like nothing's working. Why don't you start speaking God's word into it and let God's word be in to create new things? If you're being down in business, God, it might be a slow season, but it's just a season, not forever.
and thank you that your favor is going to turn things around. Your favor is going to bring the right clients, the right customers. Your favor is going to give me favor with my boss, my employees. Your favor is going to bring promotion because the Bible says when you serve him, he will make you the head, not the tail. What an endorsement deal. You would be the head, not the tail. You would be above and not beneath. You would go over and not go under. How many are ready not to just drown in some shallow end of life, but you want to see the favor of God? Someone's going to start declaring that over their family. Psalm 44 says, by the favor of God, they possess their dreams. By the favor of God, boldness started coming in people's lives. When you start saying your favor, boldness and courage will come out of you. How many want some confidence in their life? How many are ready to start saying that over your kids? God bless you all. Pastor Matt, thank you for the privilege of speaking to you today. God bless you all. Can I, can I do this? I know it's 1159. Who has an irregular heartbeat? Who has an irregular heartbeat? You have a regular heartbeat and you've been having, you do, sir? You're calling somebody out. I love that. Your dad, can you have, can you have him run down like to the front like the price is right? He won't fall down. This won't be Christian TV, but I'm going to pray for him. He's going to get healed. How can you be so sure? Because he's the Lord who heals, not the God that used to heal. I care about people. I hate watching people suffer. I watched my mom suffer, and I helped her recover health after fibromyalgia. The doctors gave her no hope, and I know what it's like to walk out a miracle. Sometimes miracles are instant. Sometimes they're messy. I always believe for the instant. Come on. I don't think everything has to be hard, but at the same time, come on, I, let's pray for people because we care for people. And not one of those prayers, if it be your will. Read Jesus did. He never turned anyone away. It's God's will for you to suffer. Come on, let's ditch some of that religious mentality. Let's get back to the Jesus style. Everywhere he went, he went good. He did good, and he healed hurting people. You're a good man. God, thank you for this wonderful man. Just lift your hands to God, not to me. Jesus, I put my hand on him. Because your word says, hands laid upon someone that's sick or hurting, they shall, not might, they shall recover. Let your creative miracle healing presence flow through the order of his heart. I pray, Father, that you would stop the irregularity, and I pray the elect mechanical side, the electrical side of the heart, you would regenerate his cardiac cells, you would cleanse out the carotid artery where there's plaque. I pray that you would remove that even in the neck. I thank you no strokes, no heart attacks, and you'd regulate his blood pressure. I thank you that by your stripes that hit your back and your body by that cane, he is healed right now according to your word. And I thank you for working it. You're going to feel a warmth go all through your chest. And that irregularity is going to change. You're going to find strength in your heart. Just like David said, he strengthened my heart. And I thank you for an incredible Christmas over him and his family. Great peace and rest. And you're going to rest better too. In Jesus' name. Amen. You feel that? Yeah. Somebody here too, hypoglycemia, you go up and down really fast and your blood sugar and you drop, where are you? You have you, you got, where you drop your blood sugar, is that you? You don't have to come down here, but can you just stand and people next to you put their hand on you, your shoulder, because we care. If you're around that gentleman, maybe you don't know all the right things to say, put your hand on his shoulder because you can care for somebody. What you make happens for somebody else, God will make happen for you. Lord, let your healing presence touch that body of that gentleman. This is a temple that you bought with a price and let your healing presence flow through his body. Thank you for a creative miracle healing over him today. I pray that you bring purity to the blood, regenerate. I pray the white blood cells, the red blood cells. And I thank you for stabilizing his blood sugar in his body. And I thank you for it, God. Thank you that you love this incredible man, that there's a great future for him. And I thank you, God, one with health, not with just defeat. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Come on. Pastor Matt, Charmaine, give them a big old clap. Thank you for the privilege today. Thank you, Rex. Stay standing. Stay standing. Wow. You know, the thing with, um, with Rex is he's always going to challenge you. He's not coming to tickle your ear. He's coming to bring you truth, and he wants you to walk in that truth. And one of the truths that we believe in is God's word. 
It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Jesus is calling us all out today to be all in. And here at College Street, we don't make it difficult for people coming to know him. In Matthew 28, if you haven't heard of it, it's called the Great Commission. It's so great, it takes all of us. But Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended to heaven, he said, go into all the world, making disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey his commands. And surely he is with you always, even to the ends of this earth. I think for some of us, we've been holding on to the old self, the old way of doing things, and we haven't stepped fully all in with Jesus. The word baptism means to be fully immersed all in. And it says in Romans 6 that when we go into the water, that we are baptized with Christ. We are buried with Christ. It represents when he went to the grave. And we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I'm telling you, we opened it up for baptism at our men's conference last night. We saw a father and a son come forward. The father came forward because he says, I'm coming out of obedience. I've been one year sober and clean for my family. I want to do this because God's calling me to, and I want to do this for my son. And after he was baptized, his son came running up, and he got in the water. When you step all in with Jesus, you'll never be the same. We've seen people come out of the water given sight again. We've seen people become physically healed again. But spiritually, the old man is dead. The old woman is dead. And you say goodbye to that. You don't try to resurrect that. You just continue to walk in that calling, in that path that God has set before you a long time ago. So we want to open it up for that. We got towels. We got clothes. Most importantly, we got Jesus. So as we worship in this next song, we're going to celebrate. We're going to praise God. And if some of you are still believing for your healing, you're going to worship like your prayers have already been answered. And if it's pressing on your heart to step into the water today and be all in for Jesus, come forward now. As we worship, come forward now. We'd be honored to be a part of your journey. Let's worship God together. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.